Welcome to Win The Day. I'm your host, James Whitaker, author and producer of Think and Grow Rich The Legacy. And in this show, I share the tools and strategies used by the world's best performers to help you transform your own life. Are you fired up? I am. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode five of Win The Day. And today's episode is titled, Failure, The Essential Ingredient. The word failure has a bit of an interesting negative connotation, and it's unfortunate because so many people are worried about fear of failure. And as a result of that, so little is attempted because they're worried about failing. And because so little is attempted, so little is actually achieved. But as we will go through in this episode, the most successful people on the planet, those who have a growth mindset, they actually wear failure as a badge of honor because it's failure that has enabled them to spur them on to greater success in all areas of their life. Because there is a gift and there is a lesson in every single failure that you can use to help you get to the next level. So we've got some really great stuff to cover in this episode. And the quote for today comes from Thomas Edison, and it says, the most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. The most certain way to succeed is to always try just one more time. So there's one element that all those who have achieved enormous success, they hold it in high esteem, and that's failure. So think about the industry titans of old, whether it's Andrew Carnegie or Henry Ford, or even today's most accomplished people like Oprah Winfrey and Jeff Bezos. Failure has been a catalyst in them not only creating the extraordinary wealth in the first place, but also maintaining it. So that headline quote from Thomas Edison, for those who don't know, he was one of the greatest inventors in history. He was a man who, from the moment he set his mind to a definite chief aim, was obsessed until he could make that goal a reality. Thomas Edison is credited with creating the the first light bulb that was available for practical use. And he went through more than 3,000 different designs trying to find the right one for the light bulb, and then went through another 6,000 tests just trying to find the right material for the filament. Edison would go on to hold more than 1,000 patents, and his other inventions, such as the motion picture camera and the phonograph, have gone on to transform almost every industry on Earth. On the persistence required for success, because persistence and failure are very, very closely linked, Edison once said, when I have fully decided that a result is worth getting, I go about it and make trial after trial until it comes. Think about that. Wow, that is obsession. And while everyone else might think it's a bit weird, Edison's obsession, it might seem crazy to outsiders, to the man himself, it was a perfectly rational state of mind. Think about the true world beaters today, people like the late Steve Jobs or the Spanx founder Sarah Blakely or Elon Musk. All of them have been described by adjectives far harsher than crazy. Just because they were obsessed about going after a goal doesn't mean they should be ridiculed as much as they are. And there was a friend of Thomas Edison, a man by the name of Walter Mallory, who had seen firsthand the tens of thousands of hours that Edison had put into trying to create these inventions. And when Mallory visited Edison in his workshop, he lamented how the American inventor hadn't yet seen a single result from all of these thousands of hours of work that he put in. 
And Edison turned around with a smile and replied to Mallory. He said, results, I have gotten lots of results. I now know several thousand things that won't work. So Thomas Edison was looking at failure as a positive because every failure got him closer to finding the solution because he could strike it off as a path that he didn't need to go down. He knew the answers were there and he was just connecting the dots to every single test and every single bit of research that he did. Later, Thomas Edison was also quoted as saying, I've tried everything. I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that won't work. And these responses from Edison really show this growth mindset that this prolific inventor had and the reason he was able to go and achieve so much, despite not actually having a formal education. And if you've seen the Think and Grow Rich, the legacy film, you might recall the very, I'm sure you do if you've seen it, you'll recall the opening few minutes where it talks about Thomas Edison, how a school administrator actually said that he was addled. It was only after his mother said that he was a genius was he able to reframe and have that growth mindset to achieve all the extraordinary things he did. So right now, let's talk about the difference between the growth and the fixed mindset. Those with a growth mindset, they embrace challenges, they persist in the face of adversity, they view mastery as a long journey that requires sustained effort. They learn from feedback and criticism, and they take inspiration from others. Now let's talk about the contrast of that, people who have a fixed mindset. Those with a fixed mindset avoid challenges. They give up when things get tough. They look for shortcuts to get ahead. They resent any kind of feedback and criticism and they feel threatened by the success of others. So think about in your own life right now, the different characteristics that you have. Do you have a growth mindset or you have a fixed mindset? Professional athletes, the best performing athletes are the ones who have this amazing growth mindset because they need it to sustain all the training that it takes to not only get them to the top of the game, but keep them there in the first place. Look at Tiger Woods when he, uh, was it two weeks ago, when he won the Masters after I think it was 15 years since he'd previously won that tournament. After the numerous back surgeries and leg surgeries and everything else that he had done, he had to completely, uh, he actually had given up the game for a while and never thought that he would come back. And of course, he had some well-documented personal struggles in his own life. But using the growth mindset, he was able to come back bigger and better than ever. And it was when his kids, his family were waiting for him after the 18th hole, when the master, uh, after he won the Masters, after he made that final putt on the 18th green. That is why so many people, including Michael Jordan, who many regard as the greatest athlete of all time, was saying that Tiger Woods winning the Masters was actually the greatest comeback in sports history. Let's quickly think again about Thomas Edison because Thomas Edison, he was very, uh, he made a real point of making sure there was a difference between inventing, which is where we create a product or something new through our own time and effort, versus discovering something, which is where we stumble across a short-term benefit. Because Thomas Edison was an expert at invention, he was able to enjoy exponentially larger rewards in the future because he started to figure out the right formula. He was able to connect the dots like a compound interest graph that led to exponential growth over time. But those who are hoping to discover some type of short-term benefit, they might do it every now and then, but it is certainly nothing to rest your hopes or, or 
risk your entire life on. So that short-term discovery is very, very different to inventing or creating something. Thomas Edison was not interested in any fleeting product of chance. Instead, he committed to earning success the old-fashioned way through extraordinary self-discipline, a tireless work ethic, and large doses of patience and persistence. And you can see how those qualities enable him to persist through failure. Because to win in the long term, you must open yourself up to losing the prospect of losing in the short term or longer. Take a moment now to think about something in your own life that you wanted. Was it maybe to learn a musical instrument, maybe to learn a new language, lose weight, some type of fitness goal, whatever it might be? Did you give it your all or did you give up after you stumbled across a few speed bumps? Don't feel bad. We've all given up. We've all faced our own speed bumps many, many times in life as well. But if it's something that you truly want, you need to be able to harness this growth mindset because that is what is going to enable you to persist in the face of adversity. A lot of people that I do coaching and mentoring for now are trying to start a new company or get a new product or service off the ground. So let's think about the new startup companies that need to succeed. What do they need more than anything else? They need sales. And sales, of course, come from customers. So the number one thing that these new products and companies need is to find customers. So the companies that succeed are run by people who have a growth mindset, people who believe and recognize that every single no actually gets them closer to a yes. But for all those people who spend their lives wasting away watching television or spending all their days scrolling through other people's news feeds on social media, they never risk long-term failure. So they never risk short-term failure. And in doing so, ironically, they set themselves up for a guarantee of long-term failure. Simply continuing is one of the surest paths to success. But so many, so many people give up because they accept temporary failure as permanent defeat. So many people accept temporary failure as permanent defeat. When almost every failure is temporary, there are very few excuses for having some type of permanent defeat. And if you know the stories of people like Janine Shepard and Jim Stovall, you will know that there pretty much aren't any excuses or any valid excuses for permanent defeat. And this is true in all areas of your life. In fact, you can probably think of at least one person who remains bitter despite a divorce or some type of business hardship that happened many, many years prior. But if you allow yourself to be defined by how you were wronged or the misfortune that you faced, you will go through life with a chip on your shoulder and you will live in this ever-shrinking comfort zone. However, those who set their sights on long-term victory and can quickly dust themselves off when they do fail, those are the ones who enjoy far greater happiness and success. For a moment, let's think about the last episode, The Secret to Happiness. If you can figure out a way to be happy in the present, that is what leads to happiness. But if you are, uh, that is what leads to happiness over time. It's not just being in the present, it's being happy in the present. So think about the best ways of being successful is resilience. It's persisting in the face of adversity. It's learning and finding the gift and the lesson from every single failure. You need to embrace failure because it means that you tried. You might have heard of Marcus Aurelius before, the famous Roman emperor who really is considered the forefront and, and one of the leading figures in the Stoicism 
movement. And Marcus Aurelius once wrote on many people's lack of willingness to try. He said, you could be good today, but instead you choose tomorrow. You could be good today, but instead you choose tomorrow. If that's your mindset, you'll keep putting things off to till tomorrow. But guess what? Tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow never comes if you keep putting things off until tomorrow, until one day you wake up and you realize that it's too late. Napoleon Hill said that action is the real measure of intelligence. It is the action that you take as a result of listening to this podcast or reading the book or whatever it is that you need to do in your life right now. As long as you're clear on what you want, you can dust yourself up from failure. You can find the gift. You can find the lesson in every adversity and every hardship. Choose to be good today. Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, which is a company I know that all of you have heard about, he understands this better than most. In fact, Jeff Bezos once quoted as saying, I have made billions of fail, uh, of billions of failures at Amazon, literally. Further reinforcing this counterintuitive love for hardship, Bezos also wrote to his shareholders, I believe we, being Amazon, I believe we are the best place in the world to fail. We have plenty of practice. But Bezos is acutely aware that every failure increases his chance of getting a home run, as Amazon has done with numerous innovations that have catapulted the company to literally being the most valuable company in the world as of January 2019, which is a pretty amazing story for a guy who just had this company selling books out of his garage. And even with the recent breakdown of his 25-year marriage, which many of you people might be thinking about right now, why are you using this guy as an example of failure when his marriage has just broken down? Well, Jeff Bezos and his partner, Mackenzie, married for 25 years and had four children. It wasn't like the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing that has taken up so many media outlets. Within a few months, they were able to quickly and amicably move on. So they wished each other well, This reduced any undue pressure on their four children and, of course, calmed the nerves of many nervous Amazon shareholders who were wondering what would happen as a result of that divorce settlement. Because Jeff Bezos and his wife, Mackenzie, both have this growth mindset, that is what enabled them to create Amazon to being the world's most valuable company and what has enabled them to respectfully move on and wish each other well in the best interest of everyone, even though so much money was at stake. So true innovators like Edison, Bezos, Winfrey, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, and I'm sure many others you can think about, they they do not view the word failure as a negative. Rather, they view it as an omnipresent companion on this journey to achievement. They view it as a stepping stone to success. Every failure brings us closer to success, just as surrendering to adversity guarantees defeat. So while we finish up here, I just want to really quickly revisit the quote from today's episode. It was, the most certain way to succeed is to always try just one more time. And I deliberately didn't leave in the very start of that quote because it's actually a longer quote. The start of that quote is, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. So that quote in full is, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is to always try just one more time. 
So think about in your own life right now, that is a challenge. You need to learn from every failure that you have been through and persist no matter what. That's why I say onwards and upwards always for every email that I send and every podcast that I do. It doesn't matter what happened in your life. And as the Navy SEALs say, the only easy day was yesterday. You need to find the gift and the lesson in every challenge and refuse to be defined by whatever misfortune that you have been through. Choose to be a victor rather than a victim. Regardless of what life throws your way, promise to try just one more time, as Edison said. That is the way, that is the most certain way to succeed. So that's it for episode five. If you're enjoying the show, I'd really appreciate it if you could give it a five-star rating or if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. And if you're enjoying today's episode, if you could go and share it with friends and loved ones, that would be amazing too. So remember to subscribe on the platform of your choice and you can get access to episodes as soon as they are released. Thanks for listening. Until next time, as I just said, and as I say every time, onwards and upwards always. 